So I haven't been playing golf, Steve. At all, in fact. Well, I mean, you did get enough golfing in California for a lifetime for some people, so it's not exactly a drought, is it? No, it was a bit like that. So I got, I got back from um, my work trip, should we say, on late on Wednesday evening, trains, plates and automobiles. I had to get a lift back off the European marketing director for Ping as far as a service station on the A1 due to some very bad travel logistics. And then I went basically straight off on a um, coronation avoidance weekend with my family. No golf was played by me, but I did caddy for my eight-year-old. I don't know what I'm more shocked about, um, the fact that you caddied for your eight-year-old um, or that you've just admitted to being a Republican. On, <laughs> I mean, that kind of view can get you into trouble at the moment. I've seen all the bunting on the houses. Well, it was brilliant, actually. We're in, the, we're in uh, sort of in the Lake District. We went um, for a day out to Allswater, um, and I thought I'd plan the whole thing so we were going to entirely avoid it by either being on a boat or halfway up a mountain when uh, it was being crowned. But when we were queuing for our boat, we went to get a coffee and the blooming thing was on the telly, wasn't it? So we actually saw the moment, uh, which is quite annoying if you're trying to avoid it. Um, anyway, other than that, we were so we, we I took, took my uh, eight-year-old to play golf at somewhere called the Riverside Golf Club, which is a nine-holer in someone called Ravenston Dale. Um, and I can tell you this is about as far removed from Tory Pines as it's possible to get, still be playing the same sport. Um, we've been before, actually. We went to the same place in February. So this is our, our second spin around uh, the Riverside Golf Club, Ravenston Dale. Uh, and it's quality. It's like uh, a par three course with an honesty box um, where we overpaid by about four times in February because my missus paid and she paid for all four of us, even though definitely only two of us hit a golf shot of any, of any description. Um, and this time I took my eight-year-old to play against um, the dad of another family we were on holiday with. He was using my clubs and it was his first game for 15 years. Um, so I had them play off stick end um, and Joseph was obviously benefiting from my course management expertise. And it was a thrilling game, I can tell you. Who came out on top? Well, it was... So I'm not sure that, um, uh, that Andrew, who is my mate had, was really taking it very seriously and didn't really expect it. He was under any threat of losing this match. Um, but Joseph put together a string of three consecutive bogeys, which got him into the box seat going down the last. Uh, the last at Riverside Golf Club is a sort of treacherous par three involving a carry over a dike and then a sort of pitch up to like an elevated green. So Joseph has sort of made the carry and was delighted with himself, thought, thought he'd done enough. Uh, and then Andrew stiffed it made a two at the last to halve the game. Yes. Uh, by doing so, crushing a young man's dream. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, Joseph insisted on holding out for a six uh, at the last and then sort of left sobbing that he'd uh, chucked it away. But it's pretty cool. He, he does love the game though now, doesn't he? It left me thinking that he could probably he could probably just about sign up for a high golf uh, 54 handicap, I think. Is, it's is a this, lot, isn't it? Is this, how, is this why you had me on Sunday, like, digging out terms and conditions while I was on the golf course? Well, I don't think there's anything about my WhatsApp that said, and I expect a prompt response. I wasn't treating you like a sort of help desk or anything. Uh, I was just sort of musing on whether it was possible. 
Um, but then I don't suppose that Riverside Golf Club's been rated, has it? Well, you did the worst thing possible for me was that you posed me a problem and asked me to solve it. And it was like, you know, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but it, 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 it's a lot of shots, three a hole. Like if, you are, if you're playing par threes, then that's a lot of shots. Yeah, but a six at the last would suggest that, you know. It's about right. You got to st- we've all got to start somewhere, Tom. I know, yeah. I'm not anti-54 handicapper. I'm not one of these people that's going to turn their nose up. I think we all start somewhere. We should all just enjoy the game of golf, whatever our abilities. Yeah, it was pretty there. funny. He's already moaning about, he was saying, oh, the greens are so much faster than the last time we were here. Like he was sort of attuned to the pace of the greens. I like anyway, it. He's a proper golfer. It was, it was good, yeah. So come on then, your tailor-maids have arrived, have they? They have. They've been out on the golf course. Once, um, twice? They've been out twice, but the second time it rained so heavily on Bangal de Mundo that, I mean, you can't you, you can't take anything from that. Um, I, I, on Saturday it was good. They were good. They're very different to what I've had before. I'm, there is going. I, I, know, I said to you, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago, that I'm a queue off the rack kind of guy when it comes to golf clubs. Yeah, I'm not sure I am here. They're they're really really good. I just have to I just have to hit them in a slightly different way. So I've got very strong grip. I close the face at the top, and if I don't, if, you know, basically come down with the face closed. So I open the face a little bit, and I've got a swing that's based on timing. With these, my usual open face does not give the result. So I have to square the face up a little bit. Um, and that's taking some getting used to. Uh, it, it's good because when it when it comes off, it's brilliant. And they, they, they whoosh with a lovely sound. And I actually compress the ball. Um, I've never done that. It's quite an odd feeling compressing the golf ball when you're a sweeper. Um, so you saw, what, what was the competition? Uh, oh, I just played the social round on Saturday, and then on Monday we played a bank holiday. It was it was a king's coronation event. Yeah, <laughs> two, two from four. Look, if you're expecting if you're expecting a private members golf club to be a, a bastion of republicanism, you're in the wrong place, mate. Unbelievable! Did you all have coronation chicken sandwiches after? Uh, well, I, I I played it about half past two and didn't finish till half six. No, no, Monday wasn't it? No, I had to get straight off. Because Middlesbrough are playing Coventry in the final day of the championship season, I had a ticket. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so this was an egg sandwich on Saturday, was it? No, no, no. My uh, usual egg sandwich partner um, has fled to Scotland to avoid playing me. Right. Are we going to get so, a result? Are you going to tell us what the result was on Saturday in this invert in social? Oh, it was it, it was a completely social game. Oh, there, nice. there was not there was nothing on it. Not so much as a pint. By which you mean you had a shocker, so you're not going to tell us. I refute that allegation. Did you put a card in? I did not. I've decided that I'm going to put every card in from now on as an experiment. What is the upper cap? You can go up two, three. Uh, so the maximum handicap you can go up within any 12-month period is five. 
Um, right. But it's but it's extremely hard to do that because you get soft cap, and it's not extremely hard. That's not true. But you get soft cap and hard cap that comes into play. I'm not going to explain that for people on this podcast. I've written many pieces about it. Look it up on nationalclubgolfer.com. But it's it. But say what are you plus one at the moment? Yeah, but I reckon I'd be competitive off about seven. I mean, you're not. It's going to take quite a feat for you to get to four. Right. Well, we'll see how it goes, but that's the plan anyway. I'm going to start submitting cards. It'll be interesting to see how your. I mean, I hope it goes well. I don't think it will go well with it. I'm not sure how you see you. For all that you complain about it, you like being off scratch plus golfer. You, yeah, you do, like yeah. you like. Yeah. I, I think the prospect of like being off two would be mortally wounding to you. Yeah. But I mean, at some point you have to accept reality, don't you? you can, you've got to stop dining out on uh, previous victories. I mean, I, I've known you for seven years now, coming on seven and a bit years, and the one time that you got to one, it was like the world had ended. Mm, wasn't happy about it. <laughs> you were not. Uh, you've been refereeing in a scratch tournament. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me about this. Uh <laughs> Yes. I've read about it on that there social medias. Yes, I refereed a 36-hole scratch tournament. And it wasn't without controversy, was it, Steve? Yes, can we move on? Um, (laughs) There were a number of disqualifications. So I read there were 18 disqualifications, in fact. I'd like to know where you got your sources from for that. Um, A field field of 70-odd. I'd have to do a rough calculation of the figures, but I don't think you'd be wildly out. Right. And what happened? Oh, God, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me do it. So uh, there's a short par three early on, and for some reason, team team markers, which weren't the official team markers, were placed in there, and quite a lot of players went off the wrong tee markers. And the issue is, uh, if you play from the wrong, if you play from outside the teeing area, as it's coined in the rules, and that includes the wrong tee markers, you've got to correct that mistake by the by the time, in this case, you tee off uh, from the next hole. And if you, don't, um, if you don't correct that, you get disqualified. So lots of people, um, unfortunately, went to the wrong tee markers and got disqualified. So there's a there's a par three which presumably's got two tee boxes. Yes, correct. And there's a tee box in play that's for the competition, which had markers out. Correct. Right, but some people went off a different tee. Correct. Which had no markers out, or what happened there? Then? Well, well, it originally had no markers out, um, but then happened to have markers out. So different player- markers. So different markers to the competition markers. So a player had taken it upon themselves to replace some out-of-use markers is what you think happened. I wasn't there, but... Steve is now shrugging his shoulders. I, I, I wasn't in attendance. I was in attendance to remove the wrong markers. So how, how, did, how, did, that, how did you find out? How did it ever come to light? Is it not uh, possible that everyone could have just played and no one ever knew? Possibly, but um, a player who was very familiar with the course rang up. Right, okay. And said, I think some people are, te- are going off the wrong tees. Correct. Wow. 
and then, and then you, you and then we're duty and I'm duty bound as a referee then to go and investigate it. I have to. Um I have to investigate potential rules of golf breach. So got there, these other T markers were out, and then there's the problem. Right. And so then what, what then what are you doing? And then you are then reliant on sort of asking people which T's they played off. Yes, thankfully this did not fall to me. Um, it felt it fell to members of the competition committee who essentially had to ask all the players in the field whether they'd played from the correct tee or not. And as many as however many eighteen or whatever said no, I think we played from the wrong ones. Yeah, and fair play to them. Pretty amazing that, yeah. Fair play to them. You know, um, it just shows you the, you know, we, we talk about what happens in the game, but the honesty in the game there. You know, the, these are people who've paid money. Um, not an unreasonable, but not uh, insignificant. Sorry, amount of money to go and play in a tournament, and they've they've said yeah, right. So what? So other than a DQ, what other options are available to you as a referee to sort of right that wrong? Nothing. None. Ultimately, not... ultimately, it's a player's responsibility to play from the correct teeing area. And could you not? Could you not ask them to go and replay the hole from the right place? <sighs> Not really. I mean, I'd have to have a look at the committee procedures to see it, but you know, you've you've got a thirty-six all scratch match at the start of uh, sorry scratch event at the start of May. Um, timetables are pretty tight. You're talking about six groups here, aren't you? Hmm. Um, I suppose uh, it'd have to be a significant disadvantage. I'm not sure. Not sure it could class as a significant disadvantage. But other people might tell me differently. But all I can tell you is we took a lot of advice from people with a. I took advice from someone with much higher rules knowledge than me. And, and I guess you'd the then outcome. be into sort of practicing on the course and all sorts of things, wouldn't you? I'm not sure that's the case, but um, it's, 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 it's really unfortunate. It really is. Um, it was of no fault of the clubs whatsoever. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. I have to say, I've never seen anything like it no, um, before, either. but it's, it's just one of those things. And rule six point one is pretty clear on what you've got to do. And what was the, what was the advantage? As in, how, what's the difference between the two yardage boxes? No, I suppose it that matters that much. No, very little. Right. And I guess you'd never ever have managed to get consensus that everyone would just go, "That's fine. It's an honest mistake." Mm. Quite a difficult thing. Wow. Who'd be a referee, eh? Me, apparently. Uh, did you also not have another thing where you had to pull some up for no, uh, not a rabbit scrape drop, were you saying? No, 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 no. Um, I had very few rulings to give, actually. It was, it, was, it was good in that respect. I'd gone on Twitter asking and hoping for a quiet day because every referee wants a quiet day. People often say to me when I ref an event, oh, you'll hope to be really busy. No. No, I'd, I'd rather just I'd rather just sit in the buggy carousing around all day, um, just smiling at everyone and waving. I don't want to be busy at all. Refereeing, there is a there's a it's a truism, but but it is it is accurate. Refereeing is sort of like ninety nine percent boredom, one percent panic. Um, so you can imagine, I spent quite a lot of Sunday panicking. Um, so so I was I was quite happy for a sort of quiet afternoon. Um, what else have you got coming up, refereeing-wise? Uh, I am going to be a shadow ref. So I'm going to be on the refereeing team for the English senior men's amateur at Old Woodley. It's going to be very good. Um, it's kind of my England golf debut. Oh, is it? They've, they've very kindly allowed me to join 
an extremely experienced team of referees uh, and to and to shadow each of them for the week. So I'm I'm hoping to learn a considerable amount. I mean, I I, I know the rule book almost off by heart. Um, it's a lot of it's just like ingrained in my brain now. So even if I can't quote you the rule number, I generally speaking know where it is in the rule book. I can go and find it. Um, but there's a huge difference between knowing the rule book and being able to implement it out on the golf course for a start, um, you know, uh, dealing with players. Um, I, I give credit to the people who, who dealt with Sunday's situation. They dealt with it in a fantastic manner, um, an extremely difficult situation, you know, when you're dealing, when you're having to tell players that they're told that their competition's over. Um, takes a, it takes a lot of courage to do that. I think, yeah. and and there is a difference as well between you know me knowing the rule in a rule book and being able and having the confidence and the ability to be able to say to a player, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying to me. Referees try to help all the time. You know, we try and what we try and help players avoid rules breaches, and we try and help players play within the rules, and we try and help them. But sometimes you can't give a player that the relief that they want. Um, and if they disagree with you, then occasionally that can be an interesting conversation. But they don't teach you that when you're reading the rule book. You have to do that for yourself. So really looking forward to a good week. Um, I'm hoping to do some more refereeing in August. I might have I might have another event, but it's early days yet. Right. So that'll be a step up for you then, an England golf event. I've done open regional qualifying. Okay. Uh, but but yeah but yeah I mean I, I've done the North of England amateur but this is the this is a national championship that I'm doing and the senior players there you know tremendous players I mean some of them will absolutely have been professionals and um, they will all think they know the rules Steve and they probably do <laughs> we're very much into competition season aren't we it's team championships coming up in Ooh. Yorkshire. Uh, I've got a bit of a bugbear about this. There's there's a, there's a silence um, because I'm not sure whether to be worried or or intrigued by what you're about to say. I, I sent uh, look. Well, here's a soapbox. Go and stand on it. I don't think you should be worried about it. So, uh, Hannah Holden, who's uh, NCG's equipment editor, has recently joined Old Woodley. Um, she's off plus three. She's playing in national championships at the moment. So she was she played in the Scottish Amateur. Um, at Troon a couple of weeks ago, the Helen home, and uh, she finished tied 12th or something. Um, she played in the Welsh Amateur at the weekend uh, and finished sort of similarly, maybe top 20, I think, kind of shot 75 three times, basically. Um, so she's like a proper golfer playing in national events. And I'm partnering her in a couple of competitions at Woodley. So our pairs thing is effectively mixed. You can have a mixed pair playing it, which is pretty good. And we're also playing the mixed foursomes. Old Woodley also enters a team in the uh, Yorkshire Teams Championships, which is it's an absolutely brutal event. I think I've played in it for about 10 years. So it's effectively um, aggregate medal. So it's 36 holes, scratch golf, at golf courses around the region. It's There are seven divisions plus a preliminary uh, and the way it works is that each year um, six teams from each division get promoted and go on to play in the division above in the same year six teams stay in the division they were in for the following year and six teams are relegated for the following year um, and every shot counts so it's horrible because you've got to keep grinding it out um, literally 
every shot matters and it doesn't matter if you're going to shoot in 90 or 95 you've still got to keep going because it may well make a difference to um, the success or failure of your team so it's kind of one of these things where you're often scratching around for a team because it's midweek people have to take a day's holiday and it's like I say it's not a very there's no there's no hiding place so it's not like you're perming your best score from your team three like literally all of your team members count and invariably you'll end up with a a spread of handicaps shall we say particularly in the lower divisions where you might end up with one sort of star player off scratch or thereabouts and then you'll be trying to find people who are going to be able to cozy it around in the 80s uh, and certainly in those lower divisions like 80s a decent score if you go if you get level 80s you're certainly not getting relegated um so it's scratch golf but it's certainly not the um it's not national standard should we say anyway so i was wondering whether hannah um would be able to play because she's a plus three golfer it's a scratch competition um she'd be able to play off the same tees everybody else uh, but she's not eligible because um, the unions in Yorkshire are split between the Yorkshire Union of Golf Clubs and the, the Yorkshire's Ladies Golf Union, and they're entirely separate bodies. So she's affiliated to something different, and it just sort of makes you think that if if that scratch event is supposed to be the three best golfers from your club on any given day, um, then I guess why does the gender of that golfer matter? It's not a handicap event, so any sort of arguments about the the tees not being rated um, is not really applicable. And with all due respect to the representative of Woodley, she certainly hits it further than I would think all but one of our male members um, and is off a lower mark than off most of our male members. Um, I think I've played her, I don't know, maybe a dozen times off stick end and I think I've beaten her once. Um, so she'd undoubtedly be in the conversation, if not the first name on the team sheet, as being amongst our three best golfers. So yeah, it just it feels like a very obvious change to make. Mm. Let's see what happens when this podcast is released and you get the other side of the coin, which always comes out. Uh, well, I, try, I, have try, I have tried this on Twitter, as in I, I asked um, the Yorkshire Golf Union on Twitter whether she was eligible and they sent me a copy of the terms and conditions. And there were a couple of people who were not backwards in coming forward, should we say, about how women had their own competitions to play in. And someone sent me a whole list of Yorkshire Ladies Golf Union events that Hannah would be eligible for. The basic sort of theme was why can't they just play in their own events? I don't think it's, there's not a team championship though, is there? There's no like for like, no, but it's sort of by the by, isn't it? Like as in if 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 the Yorkshire team championships is supposed to be finding the best team from each club to play against each other, then and that person happens to be a woman, then so what? I would like to shout out the York team as an aside who've who are in the Division 5 Championship that's coming up. We've qualified from Division 7 and Division 6, which is, that right? is, is impressive. Yes. I mean, it's impossible almost, isn't it, to run up the ladder. As you say, it's an absolutely brutal competition. Um, yeah, I can't. Co- I mean, I think, we've got, I think the best we've managed is get promoted. I think maybe we got promoted twice in a season when we got out of the preliminary, but it's, it's quite, the, quite the achievement to do that. I thought you got to Division 3 at one point. No, I'm not sure we did. We started off in Division 8, like literally 10 years ago, or the Primary Division. And I think we might have made it to four, but now we're definitely back in in five after a relegation last year. Listen, I get into trouble um, about this, but my my views are clear. Golf is golf. I I, 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 I find it very difficult to reconcile separate men's and women's golf that that doesn't mean that i don't think that competitions can be segregated i think that they they can but i 
I, I don't understand a lot of the time what the fuss is about in terms of just letting everyone play the game. That's what the handicap system's for. That's what world handi- that's what world handicap system is definitely for. Um was to, was to make gender neutral golf much easier to do. So I, I don't know what the terms and conditions are. I've never been a good enough player to really care about the team championship in that respect. Aside from obviously the pride you get from watching your own club do well in it, but I, I, I sort of think that golf should just be golf. Why can't we all play? Why can't we all just get along? We've got to a controversial start here, Steve, haven't we? I know. You're not happy about it. I can see you sort of shifting uncomfortably in your chair. But we are we are well into competition season. It sort of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? And are we? I've barely played any. Are we into competition season? What are you talking about? You've been playing egg sandwiches week after week. Yeah, but that's not a comp comp, is it? No. It's not a medal. It's not a trophy. But it is, it is a bit of a shock to the system, I think, because you go from playing some nice, comfortable winter tea golf and all of a sudden you're into relentless competitions and people are saying yeah. things like do you want to play in the midweek medal do you want to play in the white team medal at the weekend and then you're a bit like oh god i'm not sure so f- for the first time ever this is the this is the reason that i've only played in so i played in two competitions so far we're about a month into the season obviously there were a couple of postponements but the, the conditions are still really tricky we played off the white tees yesterday i only played because it was a team event if it had been an individual i wouldn't have bothered it was absolutely brutal i mean i was just watching drives that hit okay just fall out of the sky at 200 yards just had a succession of hybrids in 20 degree hybrid i mean try hitting a 20 degree hybrid off the floor enough times even with <laughs> even with preferred lies i mean it's just it's just not enjoyable so for the first time this year i've deliberately not entered quite a lot of events because i just think it'll just be painful i've no interest in I'm not, I don't care about my handicap in this respect, actually. My handicap is not in any way in my mind. It's just that I'm just sick of hitting hybrid and five iron on every single hole, and the ball won't go anywhere because it hasn't warmed up yet. So 150 yards for me is taking a five iron. i just like, no, it's just not It's not what I want, Tom. It's not Sorry, what I want. Sorry, this is because the, the ground's too soft. Yeah, ground's too soft. Ball still isn't travelling. I mean, maybe... maybe as I look out of my window, it's sunny, and it was sunny uh, on Sunday when I refereed, and maybe we're finally starting to get into some spring, but the ball doesn't run anywhere. It's wet. It's rained again heavily in the north of England this weekend. Ball doesn't travel anywhere in the air. I just think, no. Like, when it's winter and the course is 800 yards shorter, fine. But I've just no desire to hit 90 because I can't get the ball in the air and it won't go anywhere for me. So what um, what are your options then at a weekend if you're not playing in the comp? Can you still get on the golf course? Uh, no. Well, you, I probably, no, I say no. Probably could if I was prepared to play at um, a late hour. I mean, I should say that my views are not shared, obviously, by a great number of the members at York Golf Club who have been flocking to competitions. I mean, we've had like 183, I think, in the first medal. We've had 200 in a couple of events. I mean, competitions are tremendously popular at York. Um, so my sort of misery at not wanting to subject myself to the to the white tees is by no means shared by the membership at large. So what, how does it work then? So if, if you've got a white tee medal on Saturday, is that a drawn thing or do you play with who you want? No, you basically book a tee time. Right. So do, do you not have an option to go and play with your sort of regular partners, but you not play in the comp? 
I, do you know what? I don't know. I've never asked. But then, the, 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 then you end up going off different tees, don't you? If I don't want to play in the comp, I mean, because I, I don't want to because I don't want to play off the white tees. That's the point. Otherwise, I would enter the comp. Um, so it's a bit it's a bit weird, isn't it? To basically find myself playing off forward tees all the time. So it's more that you don't want to play off the back tees rather than you don't want to play in the competition. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love competitions. I love them. I just think that at the moment it's probably better for me and my state of mind. I had a very tough season last year. I played very badly. My handicap went up from 7.3 to 10.9. What I don't want to do is in conditions that I know don't suit me. I'm a short hitter. I know these conditions don't suit me. Get the year off to a really bad start by having more handicap increases because I can't play off the white tees because they're just too long for me at the moment. What do you know? Do you know what I really need, Tom? I need to live in somewhere like Derbyshire, where there's a lovely course at five thousand sort of seven hundred yards that's really tricky, but I hit the ball straight. It's not too long for me though, and I'd have a lovely time around there. Which course mm-hmm. could I be talking about? Uh, Cavendish. That uh, is exactly what I'm talking about. A Mackenzie? Oh, I, lo- you do, I do love a Mackenzie. I've been reading your Mackenzie notes, actually. It's quite the philandro, wasn't he? <laughs> get, wow, get stuck in there. To it, in, in fairness to the great man, I think he only philandered the once. <laughs> that was quite enough for the membership uh, and, for Woodley, though. Uh, and, and he did go on to marry her, but this was in the this was at a less enlightened time. And I say enlightened with quotation marks. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So what are you telling me? Are you telling me you think golf courses are too long, or are you telling me there's too many competitions? Which one which one? Or both, perhaps? Uh, I'm telling you that for me, the golf course is too long. It's a very subjective thing. Mm. Um but but you know, when it warms up and the ball runs a bit, the golf course will not be too long for me anymore. And I will I will flock to it to take part in the many and varied tournaments that take place. Um, and, and on competitions, um, there can never be enough competitions for me. But um, I am a member of a course where competitions are used sparingly. I think that's the Go best way to put it. Go on then. So what's sparingly? Um, I think there's like a, there's like a medal... Each month, there's a usually in the high season. There's like a trophy comp, might be a midweek Stableford, um, but there certainly won't be. I mean, when I was at Sandburn, which was my previous course before, I remember counting them up in July. I think we had ten competitions in July one month. Right. Um, so it certainly wouldn't be like that. I think you'd have maybe four, four, maybe five, absolutely maximum competitions. Um, and and it made me wonder about. So that's a proprietary right versus a private members club. And I wonder if in a private members club, there is a bit more focus on not overloading the calendar with competitions and there being much more of an opportunity for social friendly golf. I mean, you'd have a similar thing at Old Woodley, right? There's not a comp there every Saturday, Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, Well, I'm just looking. So we had a white tee medal on Saturday. So that's one, which was also our final medal from the previous year. Uh, there was a midweek medal on last Wednesday, so that's two in May. And then we've got a midweek medal on May the 20th, so that's three. We have got a pairs comp on May the 27th, so that's two. And a midweek medal at the end of the month. Sorry, that's five in total. Yeah. So, is, that about, sen- is that about right? Essentially about one a week, right? 
Well, yeah, but of those, one's a pairs comp and three of them are midweekers. Oh, wow, there's a big midweek thing at your club, isn't there? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's. It's, I mean, none of these are drawn, right? These are all just sort of rock up and play with who you want. So um, I, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm sure they won't mind me saying it I, I'm looking at my old club Sandburn Hall, and I'm looking at the competition calendar for July, um, and there's a medal on the second, a nine-hole Stableford on the seventh, club championship round one and two, ninth and tenth, midweek medal on the thirteenth, pairs comp on the sixteenth, junior club on the seventeenth, midweek Stableford on the twentieth, July Stableford on the twenty-third, Sunday medal on the thirty-first, and in May. This month there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight competitions. Right, and you're saying that's not enough. I'm saying that's a lot of competitions, um, and I'm juxtaposing that with the situation at my current club and your current club, where there are a lot fewer competitions. Fewer, yeah. So why do you want to see way more competitions in this day of submit every card? Why does it matter? You told me you told me you could talk about this for hours. You said let's talk about competitions. Big, big, I suppose because uh, we talked about this last week, didn't they? I've, I've just got my in my head. I haven't. I've still not split general play from competitions. Right. So I think. So I think that I just. I just think of competition golf as again quotation marks. Don't shoot me, WHS people. Um, I think of competitions as quote proper golf. Yeah. And I want to play in them, and I, and I want and, I, and Tom, I want the I want the glory of trophies. I want I want the um, I want the I, I want the sort of adulation that comes when you win a midweek medal. Right. So, okay. I think you. I think I probably agree broadly that I mean I, you can't play that often, can you? Or I can't play that often. So if you do turn up on a Saturday and there's no comp, it is quite annoying because you're just a bit like, well. What was the point in that? I don't know what particularly like the having a, st- a yellow tea Stableford or whatever playing for a pro shop voucher adds something, but it certainly it does add something, doesn't it? The luster of success. Oh yeah, but I guess the sort of counter argument is that like there's a plenty plenty of times you can enter a comp, and what we're all supposed to be doing is playing more social golf, right? I, I, I mm, no, <laughs> uh, like. <laughs> What is the point of sport if it's not played competitively? The, the, the ancient Greeks didn't do the Olympics for a laugh, did they? They did it to they did it to show who was the best. That was the you've point li- of it. You have literally argued the exact opposite. Point no, 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 no. I've basically said I don't like the conditions that we've got at the moment, so I've not entered competitions. I'm not arguing that I don't like competitions. I'm arguing the exact opposite. No, I wasn't going to say that. I, but I do think you pile, you pile up a lot of arguments against competitive golf. Like you're, you're you're sort of advocating that we should all be playing for fun more often. Like the Americans have got it right. Pick the ball up when you've had enough. Don't worry about your handicap. Forget about winning uh, rubbish pots. Like just get on and have a laugh with your mates. And now here you are saying no, 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 no. Golf's not proper if we don't have competitions. Like which way around do you want it? I think you've mistaken. I think you've mistaken me for someone else. What you're also saying is you want competitive competitive golf, but only in perfect conditions. <laughs> I want everything my own way, Tom. So it sounds to me like ideally you want 31 yellow tea medals in July. <laughs> On a course that's preferably about 5,700 yards. It's very specific. Yeah. It's very specific, isn't it? 
Yeah. So, I mean, because it... If but you, I, I'm if interested... You, you, uh, listen, listen, sorry. I'm interested in your perspective of this, right? Because you, you've, you're at a golf club where competition play is not high on the agenda, right? I'm not. I'm not going to get in any trouble from saying that you don't have 200 people in your competitions like we do at York. You don't. It's a fact, right? No so, one's going to see you for that, Steve. No. So, so competition competition play at Old Woodley is not a primary driver for people being a member of the golf club. No, but I think I think that that is the case. A lot of traditional clubs yeah. where. Golf is like a form of exercise, right? But, this yeah, is but, It's about people taking golf and they, they're taking their golf for sort of physical and mental health and not taking it to win some far trousers. So, but this is the point I'm getting to with to you. So how do you feel about that? Because your raison d'etre is competition golf. You're a plus one handicapper who's played in some very big competitions and must have grown up playing a lot of competitions. And now you're not playing so many competitions anymore. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a golfing chav. Like I'm the in the Venn diagram of our Woodley members, I'm mutually exclusive, right? It's like I I grew up with like ten p bits and birdies, two pound in swindles, uh, winter league on a Sunday, medal on a Saturday, turn up for the mid the captains, whatever it was called, on a Wednesday night. Like, but the, the, these are not these are uh, this is a different a different era and a different genre of golf club entirely. I mean, can you imagine if I was a member of Old Woodley, they'd think I was some sort of character out of Oliver Twist. No, 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 because you're Fifth Estate, aren't you? You're a journalist, so you're fine. Professional classes. <laughs> Slight, slightly above Urchin. Yeah. But I think it is, I guess it is an important distinction, but I'm not going to let you away with this sort of inconsistency in your point of view. <laughs> like... Like, which way round do you want it? Do you want to have competitions all the time? And if so, what happens to all these people who are trying to encourage into the game who just want to play socially, who are not bothered about marking a card and all the rest of it? There's plenty of opportunity now to play socially, isn't there? What's, that's what WHS is all about, isn't it? But when? So, like, in your in your in the example you're you're making um, at York, like you say, if you want to go and play golf on Saturday, you can't because it's a white tee medal, so everyone's playing in the white tee medal. And if you're not playing the white team medal, you're a pariah. I don't think you're a pariah. Well, or you're not even there because you're so worried about doing the wrong thing. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm, I, I didn't join this podcast to be to be sort of consistent, Tom. Just joined it to get my own way. So what I would say about clubs like mine is that the the tea is you can do as you please, basically. So on a, on a Saturday, there will be people playing in the comp, but there'll be an equal amount of people not. I suppose that's a, a factor that is decided by the makeup of your club. You know, you've got fewer members than mine. That is by choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and fewer of those members necessarily want to play in competitions, which means more space. Whereas I suppose at York, you've got 200, 200 playing in a white tee medal. It's a bit difficult. Yeah, yeah. To then get on. Yeah. And I think but to get back to your point, like what do I think about it? I think I'd probably fall down the side of I'd like I'd like more competitive golf. So I think on the the rare occasions that I do go and play, then it is good to sort of measure yourself against other people. Um and it's not quite the same as just submitting a card for your handicap because you do go on and check intelligent golf or how did I do whatever else to see how you fared, right? And you look for lowest gross and there's always something you can fall back on that makes you feel better about your poultry performance 
So I think yeah, that is why you play. Exactly right. Like you don't you don't join a um, a Sunday league football team to have a kickabout with your mates. You join it because you're desperate to try and maintain some levels of testosterone, right, and a little bit of c- competition. And I think so. I think I probably would fall down on the side of more comps, please. But that said, like I'm equally happy in the winter when John Green does his daft. Um, Greenkeeper's Revenge or whatever else he does throughout the winter to keep us interested. York do this thing. Uh, so York have a kind of halfway house called the Rolling Stableford, um, right. which if I ever basically was playing golf in midweek, I would definitely sort of take advantage of. And what you do is you pay a quid um, and you, I suppose it counts as a, is it a competitive card or a general player card. I don't, I don't suppose it really matters. But anyway, you, you, you play competitively. Um, in a stable third, and then there's like a, at the end of the season, there's a winner. There's like a there's like a. In, in fact, they they might do it monthly as well. Have to check that. Um, but but there are prizes on offer for those who perform the best in the rolling stable third. Yeah, yeah, we we do a thing called the winter wins, which is exactly the same. So you play all winter and you put twenty p in, um, and then you qualify for a knockout in the summer. The top sixteen scores do. Oh yeah, we've got something like that called the Wear Cup, I think. But this, I don't, this is what, I, I, this is I obviously I mean. don't. You don't, you don't like. You, I think in your brains, like competitive golf means a white belt and your best trousers and some fleshy clean clubs and the back tees, doesn't it? In my head, it's just like something to keep you interested. Uh, well, I would dispute the scandalous allegation of white belt. Um, but You've definitely every, got a white belt. No, no, I don't actually. I've got a blue belt, um, but I've not got a white belt. Um, everything else, I suppose, is correct. But I think that is that that is the distinction I'd make. Like even when we were on our trip to America, like LPJ, Hannah, and Jack, when we went to play, they didn't want to play for anything. But I said, "We'll have a game of split sixes because you have to have something going on, don't you? Otherwise, it's just basically a walk, isn't it?" Yeah, I can't. I can't be bothered. Um, I mean, even in my even in my sort of non-competition outings, there's got to be an egg sandwich on it or a pint on it. Otherwise, what what is the, what is the actual point of playing? Well, there you go. So I think you are you are in the camp of more comps, aren't you? You just oh yeah, no, I am in the camp of more comps. Yeah, definitely. So long as it's on your terms, as long as I get what I want. But why? I don't understand why you wouldn't play in these white tee medals early season where you can't reach the fairways and then just get a bump on your handicap. <laughs> Because yeah, I just don't think it would be a fla- fair reflection of my ability. It's... But it would. It would. That's exactly what it is. I'd have. A, I mean, on the other hand, I would have a lot of shots going into the summer season. You're worse than I am for handicap ego. Well, I, I, yeah, but I've gone. I don't want to go up anymore, Tom. <laughs> I used to be a to get over it. I used to be a single figure golfer. I loved it. I used to be off seven, seven. Now I can barely play to fifteen at the moment. Do you know? I think the protagonist of the from the clubhouse podcast both need to put their money where their mouth is and just start submitting more cards, and we can stop masquerading off handicaps that are possibly as many as six shots too low each. Are you? Might... Oh, hang on. Are, are you suggesting a challenge? I'm not just in the chat. Nothing so contrived as that, but I would happily happily do that if we said for the rest of the till the clocks go back, I'll commit to submitting every card, and if you do the same, we can see where we end up. But we've got to have look again. There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason for doing it. We've got to have we've something. Got to have between, a bet. Yeah, we've got to have a bet. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point? I'll play you for that blue belt. <laughs> 
I'm not I sure it would play, fit. I could play first dibs on next year's Masters accreditation. Oh, oh, I'm not sure you gamble with that kind of thing. How do you win anyway? So it's the person who goes up the least. The person who makes the biggest imp- well. Yeah, because I would say the, the biggest improvement, but you but you haven't got far to go off plus one. It'd be a bit I'm unfair, defi- wouldn't it? I, I'm definitely not going to improve. Like, no. So that's- well, I don't, I don't think we could do it numerically because, well, for a start, I've got two counting rounds to come off So I, I, in, my, in my next two rounds. So I could I could end up going out going up quite quickly. Um, but secondly, your handicap, it would be difficult for, for it to move massively. Either way, it's taking a piss. It, it definitely is not difficult for my handicap to move massively. So, I mean, so, by, so by the end of the year, Tom, you know, I, I could be off. I mean, it would, it would, it would be horrendous, but I could be off 15.9. Hmm. Because by, by October, my rolling 12 month goes from 10.9 to 15.9. I mean, so it's, I'm, yeah. I'm about to lose four counting rounds on the bounce. 72 at the old course with you, 73 from open qualifying. That was in 2021 and the same event in 2021. In fact, three of them. I'm about, to use, th- I'm about to use three 73s from open qualifying in 2021. That's they're, how they're, long ago. I was going to say, they're still on your record. I mean, you're going to break WHS with all these cards you're going to put in. Yeah. And I mean, and after that, it's not pretty. We'll have to so. find them. Look, listen, we'll have to find a measure of something. Right. Okay. So we'll just for now we'll just commit that we're going to start submitting every round. What are you signing for? This is the whole thing you've been advocating for. You've sat with England Golf's head of handicapping. You've looked him in the eye and you've said, "Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. Golf is a game of fun. We've he's, all got to get over it." He's literally unfriending me as we speak. He follows um, me on England Golf's app. You'll have to follow me so you can attest, so you can see the progress. I've already been stalking you for a long time on England yeah. Golf Sat. There's not a yeah. lot to see, is there? I will embrace England Golf's World Handicap System message. I will commit to putting in all of my scores and say that it doesn't matter how I play, it's just golf. I will do it. Okay, and I'll do the same. Whilst we're on the trip to competitive golf, I don't suppose you checked the Martini leaderboard lately, have you? Well, this is how bad I've been. I have yet to put in a single score for Martini. Have I got about nine? Uh, well, some of us are leading. Um, so the Martini, for listeners, is uh, actually for listeners of a certain age. It's from the Martini advert, anytime, place, anywhere. Uh, and it's eclectic that we play in the office where as you're going about your golf between the clocks going forward and the clocks going back, you're trying to get the best score uh, on any given numbered hole. There are some like very dubious terms and conditions around it has to be on a full length course, it can't be on a par three course. I think you have to have played all 18 holes. Um, one year, Dan and I drove out to all the par threes on one golf course to try and improve our Martini score, but I think he's ruined that by putting these terms and conditions in. Anyway, I'm winning. Thank you very much. So there you go. I do remember Dan getting a birdie on a par three and then unilaterally declaring the martini open <laughs> exactly yeah i mean that's what he does he basically writes rules to his own advantage but to the point about competitive golf like e- even that like when you're out having a game and your round's gone to shit and there's nothing left to play for you are still sort of sniffing out martini improvements 
perhaps it's just a middle age thing where you sort of any any sort of frisson of excitement or competition you sort of cling on to. But I think I'm all for the competitive aspects. Um, I'm off. I'm uh, I'm off to Turnbury this week. I quite fancy opening the martini with a two on the Elsa. That'd be good. Well, what have you got? Are you playing? You playing the Elsa? Are you? So the fourth's a par three. Two hopes of getting anything other than a four there. Uh, the sixth is also a par three, isn't it? You've got the absolute worldy eleven. That's one of the best par threes in the world. Uh, and then there's that one at the end, isn't there? Fifteen. It's also a good par three. I, I'm not holding out much hope for you, truth be told. Well, I, th- I think the only thing that's going to happen the eleventh is my ball's going to end up in the North Sea. It's not the North Sea, is it? it's the Irish Open, isn't it? That's the Irish Ocean that side, isn't it? Irish where Sea. Else you, where else are you playing? Uh, the Robert the Bruce and the Nine Hole Course as well. Ah, now that is that's interesting. So I've had a hole in one on that. Um, on that nine-hole course, I'm not sure. If it's called the Kintyre, isn't it? Um, it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh no, that's what the Robert the Bruce used to be called. I can't remember what the part. The path of it, the nine-hole that has got a name, and I legit have had a um, hole in one on. I think the second uh, when I went up with my missus for a couple of nights before our uh, second child was born, but she wasn't even looking. So you not m- only does it count, I don't know if it counts. Of course it does. It's a hole in one. <laughs> Right. I, I do like the idea, though, of getting a hole-in-one on Turnbury's nine-hole extravaganza and it not counting for the martini because it's not classed as a proper golf course. Well, if you are playing that course, you need to check the T's and C's of the martini to see if it's going to count for you or not. I suspect it won't. Uh, so that'd be good. I look forward to hearing about that next week. Do you know who you're playing with yet? I do not. Some The great and the good of the golf industry. Well, I'm there, so of course it is. What else are you doing? Like spa treatments? Um, Clear pigeon shooting. You're joking. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm really looking forward to that. But I've got, as we speak, I've got a frozen shoulder, which means I'm taking both ibuprofen and paracetamol at the same time. I don't think with a frozen shoulder, anyone's going to put a, put a gun in my hand, though, are they? No, probably not. Which, which shoulder is it? My left. Oh, right. So Right. Good. Uh, well, Have a nice time. Always do. I'll look forward to hearing all about it next week.